0: Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. You know what? I like that song. I want to sing it just one more time. Let's see if I can uh, open up my windpipes this morning and I feel like just for a few moments I want to just lift up my voice to the Lord and if you would just worship with me in Jesus name. Lord, oh how I love Jesus. Oh how i love jesus oh how i love jesus because he first loved me hallelujah he's been wonderful to me why don't we just clap our hands one more time thank you jesus for your goodness hallelujah hallelujah thank you lord for your goodness in Jesus name in Jesus name you may be seated as I wait for technology to recognize me it's good to be here today I am um, I'm excited for what God is doing in our lives amen all righty well I just want to uh, kind of introduce a little bit I know last week I talked a little bit about the importance, I'm sorry, not last week, last time I preached, I uh, talked a little bit about the maturing and our relationship with God. Um, and so I want to kind of continue a little bit along those lines, um, but from a little bit different perspective. So if you have your Bibles, I'm just going to quickly read two scriptures, and then I'm going to move on in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. And then later first uh, Corinthians chapter six and nineteen. So First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And then chapter six, verse nineteen of first Corinthians. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which ye have God of God and ye are not your own Woman well, let's go ahead and pray before I go any further in Jesus name Lord I thank you for your word today God I pray that you would speak through me Lord and that you would uh, open up our hearts and our minds that we might receive your word I pray continue father to uh, make a way Jesus Lord, for those who are eager and hungry, Lord, that they might have understanding, that they might see what it is, Lord, that you're telling us. Father, I pray, continue to speak and move in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, the temple of God. Now, I'm not going to go over a uh, comprehensive study about the temple because there's so many cool things about the temple as it relates to us uh, when it comes to the foreshadowing um, of uh, Jesus Christ and of salvation in our, our walk and uh, it's a it's a very in-depth study but I just want to uh, touch on a couple of points here then I want to tie in to being the church today <clears throat> the temple one of the first points I want to make is that the temple is where God dwelt amen in uh, Exodus chapter 25, verse 8, it says, And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So we know that the, the temple of God or the tabernacle or the house of God is where God dwelt. And we know that God is a holy God. And so that wherever God dwells is going to be a holy place, right? So my next point is that the temple is holy. Uh, the dwelling place of our Lord and Creator, the one who made it all, where He's going to rest. If we tried to understand that, I mean, when I try to wrap my mind around it, that that's going to be a very significant place. That He's coming down to Earth to meet in that location. This is where He wanted to commune with His people. That place where Almighty God is coming down. That is going to be a sacred and holy place, and that's a. That's a big thing to say that God is going to be in that place. And so that's my my next point is that it is the dwelling place of God is holy. And not just holy. It's something that, like I said, is sacred and it must be handled with care and with purpose. We can read all throughout the Old Testament: there was a, a right way to do everything. There was a right way, there was a proper procedure to do everything within the temple how to handle things how to go in and out there was, uh, there was a, a right way to do it and, uh, and it wasn't just according to man's best ideas it wasn't just according to man's um, best intentions or man's words so the, the handling of this sacred temple was not just up to man to try to figure it out or use his best reasoning or imagination to try to uh, prepare a place or to handle the house of the, our holy God. It wasn't. It was God's word that put that in place. It was all done by God's design. They didn't have to guess. It wasn't by man's word. It was by God's word. Everything about how to interact and how to move and, and how to handle the temple of God or the tabernacle or the house of God was all given by God's design. It was all God's word that he gave to his people. Amen? Is that pretty cool? I mean, a little bit of foreshadowing going on. I'm not going to jump the gun, but you can probably see where I'm going with that. <clears throat> God gave these specifications to Moses and, and later on he, with the temple to David and, and, and so on. So, <clears throat> man could not just do what he felt like in the temple. Like I said, the handling of the temple was very specific. It was for a reason. It was done right. And the Its contents were for a purpose. Every little thing that was there, there, it wasn't just a random thing, like, oh, I left my stuff over here. No, no, it was there for a reason, and it had to be handled properly. So all the contents there inside the temple were there for a reason. Everything in and related to God's house, like I said, was, was very specific, both inward and outward. So... Not just the inside, you know, the holy place and the holy of holies and, and maybe in the, the whole part, inward and outward, was very specific. It was uh, created and was to be handled very specifically. Amen? And um, once again, it, the way that man would approach this temple or, or go in and out um, They didn't really have to believe and and try to figure it out and leave it to their own understanding. I I did say this, but I want to kind of drive it home. Um, Because the rest of the civilizations around them, their neighbors, they all did something else. And they all kind of left it up to their own best ideas, their best imagination of how to approach God. They did things a certain way, and they created... You know uh, idols and they did all of these certain things and so that was what's cool is that it wasn't just up for them to try to guess how to do it, it wasn't up to their imagination they didn't say let's just go ahead and do what the rest of the world is in the way that they honor and worship God because that wouldn't stand, in fact uh, handling the house of God that way is what continually led Israel into trouble right, when they would stray off path and then they would start worshiping Uh, false gods, or they would create these idols, or they do all these things. That was always the downfall of the people of God, right? When they would handle the house of God in an inappropriate way or the wrong way. And we could read all throughout history, there was kings and stuff who strayed, and they built idols, and they put them in the house of the God, and it would just, it wrecked everything. It messed up everything, because there was a right way to handle the house of God, the resting place of God. Amen. So fast-forwarding to today, in Paul's letters to the Corinthians, he stated that we are the temple. And that's, that's kind of a big deal to think about. We are the temple. He also said in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16 and 17, sorry, Edward, drop that on you. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Amen. So just as in the days of old, you and I, we don't have to guess how to be pleasing God how to keep his temple and holy because you and I if we've been born again if our sins have been washed away if we have received the gift of the Holy Ghost we've been baptized in Jesus name we become the temple of God that's a powerful thing. And in like manner, just how we, the, the days of old, they were not supposed to have any idols inside of that temple. They were not allowed to bring anything else inside. The way that the temple was handled was very specific. And that same thing is because no longer is it in just one certain location. But now he pours out his spirit that we might receive him. And he comes in tabernacles himself within us. And that we become the temple of the living God. And that automatically creates an importance in you and I, a significance, a sacredness, a holiness. Because we are no longer just housing our best ideas or imagination. We are now housing the Holy Ghost, the, the creator of all things, coming down and living within inside of us. And, and I just wanted, this is part of the fact that I wanted to point out what an honor, what a big thing that is that should not be taken lightly. Amen? Because we become the temple of the Holy Ghost. And like I said, we don't have to guess. Just like back in the day when the temple was created and... Moses didn't have to say, well, let's, let's just do this because I think this is the best way. No, everything was specific. And just like today, God has laid it out for us on how to treat, how to handle this temple, how to respond, how to represent this temple. It's not all up to our imagination. We don't have to look to the world to see what they're doing to handle their temples and their idols and their, their gods. God has given us a specific way to handle this temple. Amen? He didn't leave it to our imagination. He gave us the design in his word. Amen. He gave us a perfect layout for how to handle this responsibility that we've been given. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, I want to reemphasize, it says, Come out from among them, and be ye separate. 1 Peter 1 and 16 says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Everything, being the church, and having been justified from sin should change some things within us. Amen? When we have been able to receive this and we study His Word to show ourselves approved unto God. And we try to figure out because one thing I pointed out before. When we've been justified from sin, when we've uh, uh, been able to take on this responsibility of being the temple... There is this responsibility to continue to understand how to handle the temple. We don't just, um, you know, if you were given the responsibility of taking care of something that is holy and sacred, you're not going to just leave it up to your best ideas. You're going to want to figure out, how do I handle this? Because I don't want to just try to get through it. I don't want to just try to, because what if I mess up? I don't want to mess it up. I realize that there's something, there's something important about housing the Holy Ghost. There's something important about being the, the body of, of Christ. There's something important about the fact that I'm going around in this world and I have this responsibility. I don't want to have to guess how to do it because I don't want to mess up, especially when I just read the scripture talking about there's consequences. So I want to make sure that I handle this responsibility in the right way amen does anybody agree with that i want to make sure that i handle this temple the right way and so when we study to show ourselves approved that's if we want to know how to handle this uh just like in the days of old the kings they they found after they uh, fell away they were taken over because uh israel continued to fall into sin and they veered off path people would find the instructions of how to take care and how to come before this temple, how to be in the presence of God, they found it in His Word. And he, they went and they looked over it, and then all of a sudden when they studied that Word, they got them back in right relationship with God so that things became sacred and holy again. They, took, they removed the gods out of the, the heart of the uh, tabernacle. They, they removed all of the things out of the temple that wasn't supposed to be there. And then all of a sudden, they became right in relationship with God. And so, in like manner today, that's something that you and I, when we study the Word of God, we see that there has been a right way, and there always has been a right way to approach God, to keep the temple clean, to make it holy, to, be, uh, to keep it a sacred place, because we are housing the Holy Ghost. Amen. So having been justified from sin, it should change some things about us having not just settled for the experience of the Holy Ghost, but now as we continue to mature, we want to uh, grow in our knowledge, and we want to present ourselves as holy. Like I just read, for I am holy, be holy for I am holy. This is what God is saying to us. We must be holy. And so that means that maybe there's some things in my life that I'm not presenting holy. Maybe I'm not doing correctly. And so when we study the Word, we see that there's some things that need to change within us because we're no longer just representing ourselves, our best ideas, our imagination. Because, a little side note, it wasn't our best ideas, it wasn't our imagination that saved us. It was the Word of God. It was the saving grace of God. It was His way. It's always been God's way. And if we want to get right and we want to present right, we got to learn God's way. Amen? Amen. So, In 1 Corinthians 6.20, furthering on from what I read earlier, For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body, which is outwardly, and in your spirit, which is inward, which are God's. Okay, he owns it. I'll read again. For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's having come out from among them, having come out from among the world in our old ways, and in being separate, having been purchased by the saving blood of Jesus Christ, some things should be changing within us. This should be a, a continual pursuit to understand. I want to make sure that I'm I'm handling this with care. I'm handling my relationship with God. I'm handling the responsibility of housing the Spirit of God. I wanna continue to know that I'm doing this the right way because it's not a small thing. It is not a small thing to be the house of God. It is not a small thing to be the church it isn't... I know that sometimes we may think we're insignificant, but when if you realize that we're housing the spirit of the living God inside of you and that He has come and He's changed you and that He wants a relationship with you and that He wants to be the vessel to go out and to show the rest of the world who He is, that's not a small thing. That's a powerful thing. And just you sharing what God has done in you can change somebody's life. It's a powerful thing. So I don't want us to take that lightly. We, we shouldn't take that lightly. Some things should continue to change within us because I want to do it the right way. Because there are consequences if I don't do it the right way. I don't want to fall short. I don't want to uh, mess this thing up because I want to be right with God. Amen? What we should change. There's some things that we should change. Um, One of the things that should change is what we say. The things that we say should probably change. The message that comes out of our temple, the messages that come out of our temple should represent the Holy Ghost that's resident inside. Amen? So if you think about it, the messages that would be coming from outside of the temple, if you put it back in the Old Testament time in the actual temple, you would think the word that's going to be coming out of there is holy and and it comes up. And it is in line with the word of God. So the things that we say are no longer just representing ourselves, but because you are tabernacling the spirit of God, the message that comes out of us should reflect that. Amen? Because I don't know if you've noticed this, but our words have power. They have power to give life, and they have power to take life. The Bible even says death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's a big deal. Oftentimes we say things without thinking about it. We, we really don't spend enough time trying to figure out what's the right way. Uh, we don't spend enough time with God and, and in His presence. And, and sometimes we just communicate with our best intentions, but we don't really communicate the right way because of the fact that we've not been letting the Lord lead. We've not been sticking to His plan and oftentimes, uh, we can misspeak. It's, I just want to kind of stay on this for a second. Because words, I tell you what, words are a powerful thing. I mean, you can literally change somebody's entire life by, your, by the words that you speak. In fact, you can absolutely devastate somebody by the words that you speak. I don't care what they say. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Words will destroy you. I don't care what you say, even, even people who are like, oh, you know what, you can't offend me. Yes, everybody can be offended. I don't care who you are. I'm sorry. Okay? I mean, I don't know, but from what I've seen, even the toughest people can be offended. Words are powerful, okay? And so we need to be mindful of that. I have seen many things change in people's lives just by the words that you speak. Faith comes by hearing. Think about that. Words can, can build up faith. Words can pour into somebody. Words can start transforming. Words can get somebody's attention. Words could change something inside somebody. Words are a powerful thing. And so when we communicate, I want us to be able to communicate the the words of God. I want us to be, because we are the, the tabernacle to the world, we need to make sure that the message that's coming out of the tabernacle or the temple is the word of God. Amen? now out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks out of the abundance of what's brewing inside of us maybe we have been not handling the temple correctly maybe we've been doing some things inappropriately and or or whatever the case may be but out of the abundance of what we've been doing and how we've been handling this temple is going to come some words the message is going to flow so uh if we're not handling what's going on in the inside right, then what's going to come out of it is not going to be right either. And oftentimes you can see where somebody's at by the words they speak. Somebody who's going through a hard time might be speaking things that reflect that. Somebody who's angry might say some things that reflect angry. Somebody who is hateful, it, it, it's going to reflect it. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What we say is going to, to show people What's going on inside of you? And so if you've got love brewing inside of you, if you've got the Holy Ghost living inside of you, then the words that are going to come out are going to reflect that, amen? It's not we just put the the Ark of the Covenant, it's not we just put everything in order and we leave it alone. We need to continue to maintain that. We need to continue to make sure that we maintain the inside of the temple, amen? Amen. the message from the temple should be that of holiness and godliness. Amen. Okay, another thing we should change. What we do should change. Amen. Because what we do represents the church, represents the temple, represents God. Knowing that you are housing the Spirit of the Lord within you, I have to ask myself, should I go there? Knowing that I am representing, and, and then God is with me. And it, sometimes we don't think about that. We're just like, you know, I'm just this insignificant thing. I'm just doing my own thing. I'm just going to get through it, and I'm going to make it. There's such a huge responsibility that you and I have. I mean, it's a, and it's a great honor, and it's not more than we can bear because God's going to help us through it. But if we understood the importance, the fact that God is living inside of me, that wherever I go, he's with me. He sees it. He knows it. He knows what's going on. He's watching me, he, I, I'm representing him. I have to ask myself, should I, should I go there to those places, certain locations? Uh, should I really be doing that? Okay, should I, really, should I really be allowing that to happen? I mean, maybe sometimes we don't just do things, but sometimes we just allow things when we really could make a difference. I'm just being very general knowing that we have the Holy Ghost living inside of us, what we do must change, okay? Um, Should I really uh, be acting like that? You know, even if, I I know that you've heard it before, that, oh, you know, when people are making a joke and then, you know, you're supposed to just walk away and, and, and all that. But think about the fact that, you know, should I be engaging in certain things, what I do needs to change. I mean, I, I have to be mindful of the fact that I'm representing God. And know what, this, person, this might be the only uh, experience that someone's gonna have with Jesus Christ. And Am I giving them Jesus Christ or am I giving them some idols? Am I just giving them this false idea of my best imagination? Am I fluffing it up or am I making watering this down? What am I showing people? So what I do needs to change. I need to be mindful of that. I need to be mindful that this is a big responsibility. Are my feet walking in the Holy Ghost? Are my, as where I go, am I walking in the Holy Ghost? Am I walking in righteousness? What I do must change because I'm, I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. And I think we don't, we don't think about that. <clears throat> what we see must change. What we take into the temple. I'm not just talking about what we watch but what we, what we take in to the temple must change. If, if our temple is the temple of the Holy Ghost, what we bring into it must change. Something we, I should ask, uh, should what I be taking into the temple, should that be there? The things that I have been taking into my temple, should, should I be doing that? Should they be there? Because the temple of God is holy. Are we taking in and setting up idols in the temple of the Holy Ghost? Just like the, the days of old. And, and many times, the, even the kings of Israel and stuff, they would take in idols into the temple and would wreck things. I need to be aware, is what I am taking in to my temple Holy, should it be there? Should I be allowing these things to come in and out of my heart? Should I be allowing these things to come before my eyes? Should I be uh, uh, allowing these things at every level? Should I be allowing that to come into because I'm the temple of God? Are we offering up a strange fire? Is what we see defiling the inside of our temple? Can we say with a clean conscience... That we are glorifying God in our spirit. Like we, we just read earlier, glorifying God with our bodies and in our spirit. Am I glorifying God in my spirit with the things that I'm allowing to come inside? Am I, am I allowing this? Am I proving this? Am I showing holiness by what I am bringing inside? Amen? Does that make sense? All right how we appear to others should change, right? Because how, how we are the temple, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost, it should, it's, should be a certain way, right? Because just like in the days of old, God gave us specific directions on how to live, how to present ourselves. What people see should be that is holy, right? So when people are looking at you, are they seeing the world? Now, Obviously, we live in, in America and there's only so many different kinds of clothes we can buy. That's not what I'm talking about. But when, when people are looking at you, are they seeing the world? Are they just seeing the latest fashion? What is vogue? Are they seeing compromised? standards or the riches of the world what are they seeing are they seeing just another person that is glorifying and glamorizing themselves I'm just throwing that out there are we blending in are we fitting in with the civilizations around us are we showing them our neighbors or are we showing them Jesus Christ are we showing them that we are something that's separate and holy are we showing the world that uh, we're not just like everybody else not just to be different but to be holy we're not just trying to look different. We're, we're trying to be holy and set apart because there's a reason for it. When people look at us, there's something that should be different about the temple of God, right? We're not, it's the temple of God is not just some temple. It's not just something with uh, uh, an idol in there that has no eyes and cannot see, that has no breath that cannot speak. We are the temple of the living God, the creator of the world. We're not just some other thing that is out there to try to uh, appease somebody's imagination. The temple of the Holy Ghost is sacred and holy, and it should look different. It should be different by design, because not, not just because we want to be different, but because this is the way that God said we should be. Amen? When people are looking at us, are they being provoked to lust? Are they seeing the world? Is, is what we're showing them holiness, or is it something else? Maybe... Uh, Maybe we follow the letter of the law, but we are not leaving much to the imagination. We're not getting the spirit of the law. That's something that we need to consider because what we're showing the rest of the world, are we co- provoking them to godliness and holiness, and, uh, or are we showing them that there's something different about us? I'm not saying, you know, to not be, uh, uh, you can't be uh, unattractive. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that lust is something completely different, Okay. And so we can be holy and, and pretty and, uh, you know, attractive. There's something about that that is, becomes attractive, but not in a way that's lustful, not in a way that, uh, that turns on a different part of your brain, okay? And so when people look at us, are they seeing that there's something attractive about that temple? There's something about that holiness that I want to know more of. There's something that's getting my attention. And I tell you what, the kinds of, uh, you hear this over and over, that there is a, an attraction about that and it's it's good and it's right amen when people are looking at the, us are, are they seeing pride and, and arrogance what are, what are they seeing that's something another thing to think about when we're presenting ourselves are we presenting ourselves are we showing what is really inside are are we representing a holy god living inside of us with the way that we behave the way that we act the way that we carry ourselves the way that we handle things. Amen? So remember, wherever we go, whether that's school or work or at our friends' and family's house, and whatever we say, uh, however we act, and however we present ourselves, God has taken up residence in you. And you are now representing Him. So all areas of our life We are representing him because we are now the temple of the Holy Ghost. And we are not our own. Like we read in 1 Corinthians 317, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So we, in a sense, made an exchange with God saying, I'll continually give you my whole heart and, and my life so that I can have you, so that I can have life. We have made this exchange, okay? We have been purchased by his blood and are no longer our own. We've been bought with a price. Defiling his temple, it's not yours anymore, leads to destruction. So we realize this isn't, this isn't our property anymore. We've given it to God in exchange for salvation, in ex- exchange for life everlasting. So that's something we consider. We've been bought with a price. We've been purchased. This is no longer mine. I, I need to be mindful of that it, with everything that comes in and out of my temple. Because I'm, not, I'm no longer mine. I have made up my mind that I, I'm going to try to, I want to live for God. I have given him everything that's in me so that I can make this house clean and pure and holy to tabernacle him within me. So I, that's something that I got to remember. I want to treat this with, with respect. I need to treat this with honor, with holiness, and with uh, keeping it sacred because this is God's house. Amen? And remember that the church is no longer just it's not just this location. Wherever you go, you're bringing Jesus Christ. You are the church. Amen? So we, keeping that in mind, that can change some things. I, rem- I just, in studying, I was thinking of this, and, and really that was just kind of that phrase that, uh, that came to my mind, that if we really understood, if I really understood how important, how uh, holiness is, that we are housing the Holy Spirit, that we are the temple. If I was... Uh, cognizant or conscious of this in my everyday, That might change the way I approach things. That might change the the things that I say, the things that I engage in. Amen? Does that make sense to anybody else? Remember, God owns it all. Remembering and, and being conscious of that fact that He is holy and is living inside of me should change the way we present inwardly and outwardly. Amen. God is a holy God. I want to be pleasing. I want to make it. Amen. I want to represent him. Would you stand with me? And let's make that our prayer this morning, that we be more conscious of the fact that God has given us access to something so great. He has allowed us to be his resting place. What an awesome honor that is. So would you, right now, just lift your voice and your hands, and let's just go ahead and, and, and talk with the Lord about that. Let's rededicate our temple to Him. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you right now for your word. Lord, what an honor it is for me, Father, to be able to be called your own, to be a part of your kingdom, to represent you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you, Lord, for your word that is teaching us, Father, how to be pleasing to you, how to handle this sacred holy temple. Lord, that we might be pleasing to you, that we might show the world who you are in every area of our life, that they might see you on our outward, and that they might experience you by the things that come out of us, Lord. I thank you for what you are doing, Lord, and I pray that your revelation would continue to be had by everyone in this place, and we give you praise and In jesus name in jesus name let's clap our hands thank you lord (laughs) hallelujah in jesus name we are going to go ahead and take a break and we will come here uh in just a couple of minutes but why don't you greet somebody and tell them i am the temple of the holy ghost amen